Well, here we are. This. The. The. Unifying Perspectives Podcast. And my name is Philip Daniel Miles. We are within the last couple of weeks of winter. Winter begs us for our patience. It asks that we love ourselves completely and utterly. And that can sometimes feel like a little bit of a squeeze. Just like how ice contracts and grows smaller when it freezes. So does the earth. And we're made out of earth and water. And so it's this time that we shine the love within us. And that's what alivens us. This is what gives us the opportunity to say I'm on fire by receiving the love in my heart. I feel like I am enthusiastic for being where I have been squeezed, maybe where I have had to be tested for one's due diligence. I am now able to feel like I can breathe into the expansion of what potential can be. So as we move towards this spring, we are decluttering. We're just coming off the back of a full moon in Virgo with the sun conjunct Neptune. So this is the last deacon of the zodiac that we embark upon now. It is that the sun will make its ingress into Aries on the 20th of March. However, from now until then, we're still in winter. Life's all about being present. And so we can enjoy our moments. Even the ones within the squeeze. Even those cold moments where we are contracted into a smaller space than what we feel we may be. When maybe the light hasn't shone on us for a while. It is that we deserve recognition and we give that to ourselves. Just like those flowers that will bloom. You're blooming full of potential, you and I. And so, those flowers, just like you and I, they come from the darkness within. And it's that darkness, that chaos, where lies all of the potentials. And so, what we do is have the opportunity to see that all is whole. All is complete. There's two sides to every tale. There's two sides to every coin. There's 180 degrees to each side of a circle. And there is gonna be winter. And there shall be summer. There is always a night that follows the day. And then the night shall come back around. So what we have is the opportunity to love ourselves both outwardly as well as 
inwardly. Because within ourselves is where all of the potential lay. And outwardly is where we come out and play within our own dramatic scene. And it will be seen just like it was within us. So when we go within and create, that's just like dipping our quill into the ink. And if we were going to write a story, we must get the nib of our feather covered in that source. The source is within us. And this way we can come out, project whatever lines or whatever script or narrative we choose to authorise. And it's this ambiance that through the ebbs, through the flows, that creates an ambient, coherent experience within our reality. So today, I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to connect with one of my astrologer colleagues, Alyssa Trahan. Alyssa is one of the finest astrologers that I have had the opportunity to connect with. She has inspired thousands, if not millions, of people who are interested in astrology on her YouTube channel, as well as having a fantastic podcast of her own, Embracing Glory, where Alyssa talks about the metaphysics and concepts of wholeness, spirituality and astrology, through mythology, as well as sharing her own wisdom and experiences. I recommend you check out the Embracing Glory podcast, as well as Alyssa's YouTube channel if you are new to her content. Other than that, without further ado, I will give you the opportunity to listen to my conversation with Alyssa, which was an absolute dream come true for me, as I had been watching the creative output of this fine woman for quite some years before we touched base. And so this is where you get to hear and listen to me in my unbridled joy, gazing across at one of my favourite colleagues. Thank you for being present. I intend that you are loving yourself throughout your moments and enjoy this interview. Greetings, my name's Philip and I am very excited and honoured for the privilege to share this space today with the beautiful, intelligent and wise, very inspirational Alyssa Trahan. <laughs> Trahan? Trahan? Trahan or Trahan. It does it. It's like Trey and then a hand. <laughs> Thank <Well>. you. <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. It's an absolute pleasure because you have been a heroic figure for me uh, throughout my journey as, as astrology. And I mean, we're heroes. Uh, I like to gaze across at my heroes. And so really, I'm really excited to, to speak with you because you have inspired me greatly on my journey. And I know that you've opened the door for so many people 
in many different ways in not just the the normal way with astrology um, just to give you a bit of depth before i could talk and talk but like uh, I, i'll just say that actually from learning from your videos i have been encouraged encouraged myself to be able to to learn beyond the normal basic astrology and then i was like went on to to join astrology groups and to, to buy books, which I didn't have until I heard you talk about reading books with your housemates. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, I, I love the way that you had interactions and you'd share with your housemate at the time. I saw you told in one of your videos about your experience with astrology. And so I was like, I need to go and buy a book so I can expand my knowledge. And then I'd read about a certain thing in the book and then I'd um, run it across with your videos, like certain aspects, and I'd be like taking my own notes down with, uh, with regards to a, an academic perspective and a real perspective. Not that your real perspective is not academic, but it's like <laughs> from the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good because I feel like that's my, I mean, kind of was my goal in all of it. In a way, it was like, I guess I didn't realize it was my goal until I started doing aspect videos, but that I wanted people to know you can just like just talk about it off the cuff. Like you don't have to be like, this is this and this is this. You can just feel it. If you feel it, if you know what things mean, you just feel it. And then you have your own interpretation and the multiple interpretations is what actually you put them all together. And that's when you get the main one interpretation. And obviously like, I mean, no, no shitting on the older astrologers like Robert Hand and everybody, but like you, they had their one interpretation. That was their modern astrology, but they hadn't even written those when the internet was out. So like, we don't know how people are going to react to these different things. So some things really change. And so that's why I felt like I wanted to do that because I couldn't find stuff that I was really reading that were like the academic stuff that matched with my feelings. So it's cool. So then you can go and take it and that makes you happy. Like you can take what I do, the academic, and you can actually put your own spin on it, which then adds to the collective about what these things mean. So correct. Yes. Uh, I was actually just uh, conversing with somebody because I kind of made a little bio about what I was putting forward to describe myself. And they were like, don't you want to put some accreditations down to the people that you studied under or some of the certificates? I was like, well, I've got zero credibility and I've, I've worked with some cool people, but I've got zero certificates. So if the right people come to me, it's because they choose to come to me and that's good enough. Yeah. 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 That's actually interesting because I, I feel like a lot of people, they want uh, me to put up, well, when people are trying to help me or they were trying to help me grow my channel because people were attacking me with emails, like I could help manage you, like I could do this and all this. So when I would take like a meeting with somebody, be like well you need to have reviews so people know and i'm like oh my god i don't need reviews like why do i need reviews people already come to me i don't need to like sell myself more as an uh, astrologer they're gonna find me i don't need other people to tell them what they think of me obviously that might have been something about me not liking criticism too but that's not true i leave all my comments up on my videos but uh the other thing was that i don't know people want me to like credit who I learn from and I'm like I just don't learn from people like I'll read some stuff but like it's so much of a conglomeration of everything it is kind of like a giant beast of information that's out there I don't have one person that I studied under I've never taken a class on it it's all if it's self-taught it's your interpretation and then therefore you are the knowledge of it mm. and so you should just say that you are like you are you 
and this is your interpretation. Therefore, you didn't, you're not regurgitating someone else's interpretation. For instance, like also you have like social media and everything. So I see a lot of social media accounts. They like to say, okay, so maybe they, they follow a course in miracles. I see a lot of that stuff or like a positive thinking by some certain person. So all they're doing is regurgitating what they learned from these courses and they're getting it out there. So they're influencing, but they're influencing with somebody's obvious words <laughs> that aren't theirs. And it's their own spin on it. But I get when they're doing it, they should absolutely all the time bring it back to the person they learned from because they're speaking what they were learned from them. Like they're speaking that thought. Otherwise, yeah, anyway, that was like some little tangent about it, but that's how I really feel. <laughs> yeah. your, your tangent's are authentic though. So this is why you're so valuable to, uh, to a resource for people to tap into and to learn from, not to rip, and copy but to <laughs> learn that they can be themselves just as you have been and that is really when we're tapping into the source yes your source power and that's like yeah you you're going in there funny i was just like something i don't know where it was i don't see i don't remember even the stuff that i see because i just like have a clicker you know like on everything and you just start listening to something and you pick up a comment somewhere but someone was talking about downloading information and there's a comment that like said, why do people keep saying, like the spiritual community, they keep saying, I'm downloading this information. It makes it sound like it's not yours. And if you're downloading it, it is yours. So like you should say that it's yours. And I think that's tr true. It makes you look, um, I mean, some people don't like that. People don't like when I say I know something or that it's mine, but it is. It doesn't mean that I didn't download some information somewhere, but putting it into words and getting it out and that feeling, that feeling is uniquely yours. That's like our bodies have boundaries. Sure, our soul and our consciousness has no boundaries. We're all made of stars. We are one and we're all connected, but your feelings and your body, that is obviously has boundaries because if it didn't, you could just take advantage of anybody. So once you get all of that stuff and you put it down inside of you, it's yours. It's your, it, part of your makeup it's your boundaries and when you say it you should say it like you know it and it should be all yours and so I think that's why people actually don't know when they're even copying anymore they're like because there are a lot of people who copy and sometimes I'll watch a video and I used to I don't anymore but like I would watch videos of people who would regurgitate everything I said and I'm like why did you even like bother making this video and I, I think what they did is they watched my video they were inspired felt like they could do it a little bit better but when they went out and did it, they didn't actually process it, make it their own, put it inside of their body. They just left it in their consciousness. And when they spoke it, it was just my words. So they, it's like they didn't realize. So when you call somebody out who doesn't realize, they get kind of mad and offended. Like, this is my own thing. I did my own thing. But they just, they never got it, which is frustrating about people right now. But that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like what we say is like how I didn't realize that a lot of the things that I was doing was channeling uh, this myself. It's not channeling yeah. this, oh, this thing, this thing or that thing. Like some people, they say, oh, I'm channeling this entity or that entity. And maybe they are. I don't know. But um, really what I feel like is going on is that we're multidimensional channelers. We can get our information from different resources. But when it comes through our mouths, it becomes our own. Yeah. And so if we're, I mean, if I'm doing a video, I can't deal with notes. I can't, because that will tie me in knots. I mean, yes. I've got this as my canvas and it's blank. And so this is really the best way to work. Yeah. And so with yourself, 
um, when did you realize that you are able to, to, to really just flow and just not know where it's coming from? You don't know three words ahead where the direction's going, but when did you realize this is a gift which you're able to tap into? I think it was, there's, a, there's an astrologer who came at me. She was one of the first followers of mine. She was an older woman and um, she loved me for some reason because a lot of older astrologers, when I started, she, they didn't, right? but she like loved me and she <laughs> wrote me like a message and said, I, I read your chart. She's like, make sure that you understand that this information is yours and you know things that no one else knows. So she's like, protect it and trust yourself because when it's time for you to get new information, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> and so you need to have it. And that was like, that's like really nice. Yeah, obviously, like, I don't know when you read, somebody reads your chart for you. This, I don't, this happens to me, but like my brain sort of feels like it gets tingly. <laughs> like my third eye, like everything sort of releases itself. Anyway, so I was like feeling that feeling like she's reading me somehow, like it's accurate. So I can tell like my, everything's freeing up. And then I was like interested in that. And then I realized if I had, when I planned videos, they weren't so good. But when I just, I turned on the, at the time it was like a webcam and I turned it on and I just talked to it, uh, all of a sudden I had, they were my best videos. Like I said stuff and I would go back and edit and be like, oh, I didn't even know I knew that. And then I was like, she's, she's right. There's something that's coming into me that's right. And I don't know where it's coming from, but I guess it's mine because I'm the, I'm the vessel that is putting it out. And I always say like, people are powerful what is coming into you is not powerful. Like that's the, the problem with it. You don't have to channel any message and you can still have power because you have a body and you, you utilize that power for good or for evil. That's your choice. I mean, that's like the ultimate like Lucifer versus God thing. Like Lucifer said, you don't need God to have power. And God's like, well, please understand that that might be true, but you need to direct it at me or you're going to be a bad, evil person. Anyway, and uh, so like our bodies have all this power to take whatever information we get and we are used as like the vessel. So as long as we just give that back to like the source, like give our power back to where we got it. And I, I feel like that's kind of the thing about God. Now I'm going into God, but that God is like, no, no, I'm like the only divine source. You should give it back. You get messages from other angels and other things. Why are you talking about each one? Like, why does it even matter? You're only alive because of me. These people are giving you, these source powers are giving you messages, but they're sent, they're messengers of what I want to tell you. And so you should always just remember who is doing it. And that is this divine masculine entity that cares about you in particular and wants to give you downloads of information so you can use them for power good power that's how that whole thing goes i love it i love it and yeah, yeah i um yeah, there's so many different directions to go so really i i agree with you so much because it's this wisdom that comes through and there's no thing that can get between us so they can place as many things that they want. They can place as many planets in between us and this source, this God. They can place as many churches as they want. They can place as many people that we might have to try and pay, put money in their buckets or whatever have you. But we are directly there. We are the house of God. And, mm -hmm. and so um, this house is built out of the lower vibrational um, density, which is the feminine, as you say. It's, it's the negative 
but it's not to say it's bad. Uh, it's a beautiful negative. It's just the minus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so that is the, the, the earth and the water, right? The clay yeah. uh, and the movement of that clay. Uh, and so the masculine would be the stood upright, the plus, if you will, no better than the woman. Uh, but, <laughs> and we are both, I mean, I'm very feminine. Let's get it across. I can be a bit, a bit feminine. But really, it's about actually saying that we are both that, that divine masculine and divine feminine. And so that the air or the electric uh, and the fire, the spirit, that is what we're channeling, that source. And it wouldn't be able to come through if we didn't have these beautiful feminine bodies. Yes, always. The more feminine you are, the more beautiful your body is. <laughs> Who wants to stare at a masculine body? <laughs> Nobody. Stare at your body any day, okay? It's beautiful feminine body. Well, you know, we can do some more straight lines in that body, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when did you uh, first discover uh, that you were able to, to, to find that you're breaking free of the, the traditional? Because I've, I've obviously know I'm familiar with your story and like um, you, you were going to church uh, and you were part of the, uh, the circuit or the community of church and kind of thing. So I imagine that you weren't exploring astrology at that stage, but when was it that you actually had your curiosity shift into taking more of an interest in astrology? And sub-question, <coughs> sub what was your first experience of astrology when you maybe had more of a dogmatic view of it? Um, well, okay, so I, I feel like I always bring this up, but then I realize that I don't. Okay, so when I first learned astrology, it was because I was in church and I would go to Starbucks like all the time. And there was this chick there who would always ring me up. And one time she just was like, Alyssa, are you a Libra? And I was like, yeah. And that was just really the first time anyone had spoken to me. I was like, how, how'd you know? And she just was so like, you know, just like got excited and walked away. And then and I was a uh, 20 then I think or 19 or 20. And so I was, I felt that though. And then I kind of left it dormant within me. And then I got kicked out of my church and um, everything kind of exploded. So I started realizing that I was very naturally people felt I was more rebellious and that in a way I wasn't just kicked out. Hopefully, Alyssa hasn't been kicked out of this video. And hopefully, it's not my internet connection. We shall see. Patience is a virtue. I'm not sure if it's me, but I know that Alyssa will be back. If not, I shall be. And so, it's ironic, isn't it? It's like an omen. Kicked out of this kicked out of that and so the conversation will come back together i'll actually check the current transits to see what is that as alignment to what's going on i see that actually it may be just be the signal but we're still recording and so i'll check out the current transits where i am and see if that aligns to anything that's actually going on well we got the ascendance at 26 degrees of capricorn and that doesn't really play out, but obviously this is Mercury retrograde. So we're just patient, we just flow. 
uh, I see Mars is squaring Uranus direct as we speak within minutes of that square. And so, you know, this is about our identities, our identification with connection. And so that's what we've been talking about. And so we shall continue. And it's so exciting to connect with Alyssa because as I say, she has been an inspirational leader within the YouTube community, within this astrology world. And somebody I have watched all the, all the videos basically of the, the, that she has produced in the earlier days. Welcome. Okay, do you see me? Yeah, it's all good. Uh, okay. I, I filled some time and babbled a little bit. <laughs> okay, good. My, um, my phone overheated. It, it was, does that. Oh, really? So did you, have you got a fan on the phone or did you have to change devices? Yeah, I, I like moved a little bit. So for some reason it gets really hot over there. Also, I unplugged it because it was plugged in in order to keep this go. So maybe next time if I get disconnected, it's because my battery died. But hopefully there's no like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm closer to the fan. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I, you were just saying about how you were kicked out <clears throat> and, oh. then, and then you got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got kicked out of my church, but I realized later that they might have just been looking for a reason to because my natural energy is that of sort of like anarchy. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to do it. I just am being me. And I, I, like, I think that's one thing that I, that I have and I know that I have, which I started to lose at the end of my channel, was that I'm kind of just weirdly authentic, even if uh, it's not cool to be. Like, and I'm not saying that that's, I mean, cause I was not cool for a long time. Okay. Like I was pretty much the biggest loser when I would call myself that it's cool until forever. I mean, even now, like, I don't know, people don't like me. So I like in personally, they don't like me and they always try to tell me to do something different than I'm doing. Like if I'm doing something, I am probably going to be told by someone that I should do it some other way somebody close to me, someone who I feel like I should respect and value their opinion. And so what that did was started to like kind of influence me, but back to being um, sort of rebellious energy that I never wanted. I didn't want it. <laughs> I just wanted to be like normal and do normal people things, but I also wasn't gonna, it was too hard to fake it. But um, so, so I, I mean, I, this is very important. I, I, I feel yeah. like this is important, that, that bit. Uh, because although I did ask you a question, um, we can get back to it. Because uh, I, I, okay. I, I, like, uh, I feel the same. I relate so much because I'm like, oh, I would love your approval because I respect you and this is what I've done and now you're shitting on it. Uh, and so <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you feel you about yeah. that? And why do we seek the approval of others which we know are going to trample on what we've created? Yeah. No, no, I, I think it, it stems from our sun and our moon in our chart are representations of our mother and our father. Now, if they are our real mother and our real father, we have insecurities because our mother and our father fucked up bad. In some way, shape or form, they were bad to us. And so what we'd have in our chart then is, you might have a Scorpio moon or you have a Libra moon. So your Libra moon is reflective of your mother. The only, and so if anything is damaged with that Libra moon, it's not divine Libra moon. And it's your mother. So what we have to do is sort of replace our mother with what a divine 
Libra moon would be. And so ultimately inside of ourselves, that's just kind of making ourselves better. Like our moon, healing our moon. Same with our sun. We, we heal our sun. If we have a bad deal with our father, we heal it. We try to be the most divine version of that. And then in that case, we become like a little piece of God and goddess. We become one of the 12 parts of it. And that's what we bring to the world. And that's what kind of gives us our, you know, our power. But if, if you don't have that and you don't do that, you're seeking their opinion of you. You're, you're seeking them to make be proud of you. And um, what we do then is we search for people who are like them in our life. And those are the people we bring close to us. And when those people are close to us, they take advantage of us in the same way that our mother and father did. And we don't realize, we just think it's normal. And it's only until you sort of get yourself back to being the most perfect, true part of you that you can hear people's words to you and be like, oh wait, those aren't right. Those are actually wrong. Those are, those are lies. I'm being told lies and I'm believing them because I've been told lies my whole life. Whether they're huge lies, like you were gaslighted as a kid or they're just tiny little ones, we're going to be looking for those lies. We're seeking those lies out. So you think about it, you're seeking the lies out for validation that you're okay, even though you're living in a shitty life, but you don't want to admit that your life is shitty. You just want validation. It's okay. And then, so you, the validation you're actually looking for is the criticism and you don't even realize it. So once you get the criticism, it fills this little void inside of you and you're like, Oh, okay, good. I'm okay. Again, I'm back to the low life. I am like, I'm nobody. I don't matter. That makes me feel better. Yeah, and you don't realize. Uh, so that's so so correct. So uh, so when we go back to the same source and we're looking for the pat on the back, and yet there's there's always this like bite in the tail. Even you might we might get a much nicer response than than you know what we may have felt or uh, even looking for. Yeah, there's always still this like lash, and so we're mm. learning to respond with more uh, grace rather than having to, you know bite back in a sense and with the libra moon i just to, for your opinion so it'd be like feeling at home with our observation of other people um and how they observe of us feeling at home and secure within that rather than thinking overly critical or feeling that they're being overly critical over us yeah uh yeah because you're i mean libra obviously the moon in libra is not as like wonderful as the moon in taurus is considered so hey <laughs> What's up, bitch? Uh, but <laughs> the, the Libra moon is still this Venus moon. It's just the air vibes. And so in that case, you are like, for you could say, your natural state as a Libra moon is to reach out to others. Yes. But instead of, say, allowing other people uh, to have a say on your influence, you remember that you are made of love and you say it to them. So you like a Taurus moon, I think, kind of wants to be penetrated more like we want people to come after us because it's like a stable earth energy so it's more of the feminine but even the libra is air so it's more of the masculine so you're more of the penetrator so you kind of think about that and like i'm going to reach out and love to you but i'm a notorious moon it's going to be like i'm going to desire that you come and find me out and i think in both ways you can look at those two types of moons i mean you can we could do a video on all the moons and the way you should do it but if if you look at those sort of their own balance with each other, both by being ruled by Venus. Your moon is just best when you realize that you can still protect your own energy and still desire others and desire to pull things out of others and become sort of like, it's not really 
a therapist because you know that'd be more Scorpio, but like it is a relational drawing out information, which you are good at. You do. Like I didn't even realize you, you just ask me questions and I just want to talk. But I do just want to talk all the time anyway. <laughs> and see my, my Taurus moon responds really well to this. You ask me questions and I'm like, what? So you want to know a little bit about me? That's cool. And yeah, that's where that goes. <laughs> I, I love but, that we've got the Venus moons. And so like I've got the masculine version of the goddess of beauty and you've got the feminine version of the goddess of beauty, right? And so yes. it's a good, depict a good depiction for what we're trying to slam home. I feel that we're both trying to teach a, a very similar message in that we are, that, that this, this gender thing is something that we all are. We are all masculine, we are all feminine. And yet even the goddess has got a masculine side and even the warrior has got a feminine side. Mm -hmm. I, I always feel like, I think Venus and Mars, because I'm very Venusian, right? I got a lot of Venus. But I, um, I actually am very androgynous, like my face, like I have masculine features. I always felt like I looked like a man, but people pick up on my vibes as very feminine, right? And um, I, they just do, like I, I like come across ultra feminine, whatever, if I do wear like more masculine clothes, though, nobody pays attention to me. I very, uh, what's it called? I look very masculine. So if I want, to like really embrace my energy, I have to dress like it's my style has to be more ultra feminine. And um, it's because Venus is just androgynous and I'm a woman, so I gotta decide what I wanna feel. Do I want attention the way that Venus wants it or do I wanna give attention? And I get to choose between those two because of that. So, and I also feel like Mars, you know, is more of a warrior. Mars is also very androgynous. I mean, very Martian and have, just a lot of yin to you because you are like desiring close connection to set it on fire which is very very feminine and uh in a lot of ways because that's kind of what i mean and you want attention too mars kind of seems like it wants attention and attention is a feminine it's a yin trait getting it so you you like look at that and everybody so if you're very marsy and you're very venus venus you're probably more androgynous and so you get to have the choice of those two and i mean i think there's some planets that just have their certain energy like kind of picked out but venus and mars to me they go both ways they're very yeah. bisexual <laughs> for sure yeah like with especially if you with like um, the ancient rule of being scorpio it's a bit like well, I want to be penetrated in a very emotional manner. Like, you know, I want to feel the sensuality of um, being taken advantage of beyond my boundaries, in a sense. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually have Venus and Scorpio, which is as we, the traditional fool, uh, uh, fool, uh, if you will. Yeah. I pronounce my things funny. And so, but we, we're like seeing... <laughs> we're seeing that what we go back to if you have back to what you mentioned earlier it's about um it's great to learn from the academics we can't throw the babies out of the bathwater. but yeah it's also great to learn from a little bit from everybody and to then create our own emphasis on that because we are especially right now with saturn retrograde um we're conjunct the south node we're reprogramming the traditions and the temple yeah. yes and it's actually, it's, I've just been on a, on a journey of going as far back as I possibly can in that sense too, because I want, I feel like the past is so important. So even 
some things that we learned from ancient people, they actually had their own things that they learned from and they interpreted. And what would people look at what we're doing right now? They'd be like, oh, so we're building off your own interpretation. And actually, this is what can lead to bad and rotten spirituality is that you keep building off of new interpretations and you never actually leave a skewed thing. It's like telephone. We're playing a game of telephone from the ancients. So we, we think we know because we it's been passed down, but we don't know. And so you have to uncover the old stuff and you have to be okay with it. And a lot of people don't want that. They want to feel like we're progressing on top of what we've already done. Instead, you got to go way back in order to find it out and to like be, I don't know, what's the word? The, the, to that, be correct. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the history obviously is written by the, the winner. Uh, uh, and that has been a patriarchal thing right now. Yeah. Uh, however, with the with heritage, then you're going to the roots. Uh, and her, the feminine, is the roots. That's what comes first. Um, yeah. If we can make it. Sorry, we always make sure the woman comes first, just because it's easier that way. <laughs> no, it is. Actually, it's funny because a modern day feminism kind of like, well, at first it got mad at that. But what happened because they got mad at that is that now they're sort of fighting to get that back because it's a, uh, it's, what's it called? It, it's something that women want. Like women do want that. Like I, I want to go out and I want somebody to shine their light on me. If I'm with a man, he better be looking at me all the time. I better not be looking at him because if I'm looking at him, what is going to naturally happen to me? is that I become nothing. I am just sending all my glory to this man and he becomes God. And so actually in my most recent podcast, I was talking about uh, hermeticism and the alchemy, astrology and thurgy and how it actually makes a triangle. And the base of the triangle is alchemy and astrology. Women are alchemists and men are astrologers. And thurgy, this is the idea of design God. God will build into man. If he listens to God, he will feel the divine power of his masculine energy. And that is why he's a man in this incarnation. You're a man because you're in tune with God in a way that a woman will not be because she's more separate from divine masculine, more in touch with divine feminine. So he speaks to the man, which is why the astrologer, he's the one who listens to the stars, who listens to the sky. He, he sees all that. He can experience it. And then he takes that, that light that he gets and he shines it on the woman. And she shines it on the woman and says, you know, this is, this is the beauty. This is the glory. This is the light. This is what God wants. Then she feels like she can come alive and she can create alchemy, make things better, and then deliver it back to God. If the man is just having his own conversation with God, the woman is left out because she's dark. Like she is, she's receiving, she's a receiver. And I, a lot of like, I mean, 2,000 years ago, a lot of this stuff is like, oh, women are evil because they don't know how to shine light. So now women, they think, oh, no, I want to shine light. I'm a light shiner. Look at all the light I have. You can see the light inside of me. But the truth is, is that they lose their light easily and they get dark and depressed. And now they're just pretending. And I feel like that has to do with it's the same spiritual aspect as it is as regular modern day feminism. We're like, oh, no, no, we don't want that. We just want to shine light on our own. And the problem is it's not like that. Men are, and women are meant to work together. If a man doesn't work with a woman, he creates shit. It's boring. It's not beautiful. It's just structured numbers and whatever. 
But if a woman tries to create on her own, no one sees it. It does. It can't come to fruition because no one's shining the light. And it's just, it's like work together. One is not better than the other. If you start thinking that women can shine their own light, you're wrong because they can't. And that's just the truth. And that is somehow very controversial to people because women want to feel like they can do it all. And you know what? You can, a woman can do it all, but nobody will see it. And that's the truth. And that's why there's this deep desire for women to be noticed and to be looked at. And the more they reject that being noticed and being looked at, the more they turn ugly and abandoned and angry. And, and you kind of just see it all over the place. And if women are looking ugly and abandoned, it's just, it's sad. It's like you, they got to start transforming themselves on the inside, go back to their roots and just live in darkness and not be activists and yelling at everybody and trying to make themselves heard by speaking the loudest. Because guess what? If a woman can speak loud, but a man can speak louder. It's just the truth. So she should just not waste her breath and she should wait for men to turn their head and realize what they're doing wrong. And um, right now men, I think are just angry at women for telling them they're doing something wrong. I mean, men hate that. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's a catch 22. You definitely need men and women to be awakened to this idea that it's not equal, but then you have to have the correction of how to make it equal, what people need. I feel like I'm going on about this and I don't even know if that was related to the question. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> I don't know what okay. the question is anymore. But like, I, I feel like um, the point is accurate and that's um, the medicine of now. And so what we've been dealing with, like especially if I go back to like the Mars retrograde that we experienced last summer, um, there was a lot of the oh, rampaging kind of like uh, masculine energy in the, so if it was, if, uh, and I mean, it's, it's been strung out over the course of many years, but like it become at that point where men would be getting slapped on the wrist if they would dish out compliments and to the point that men would be scared to give their light yeah. to them. Uh, and so that was becoming like, for me, I was, I'm a very complimentary guy. I love to, yeah. be to, to do that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I love that Venus, yeah. I like yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a, if you get your hand caught in the cookie jar and get your fingers chopped off, and that's no yeah. fun. <laughs> no, it's not. I like, it's kind of like some women, I feel, they, they feel it's hard to say this, but I, I did hear a couple women say, like one woman who had a boob job, she's like, I'm getting pissed off. I paid all this money for my boob job and no men are telling me they like it. You know, like, so you have that sort of, I guess, extreme version of it, but women... I, they, I get like a little bit of where they're coming from in one direction, but then they, it got so far gone. It lost everything. You're like, Oh, you don't even, you're not allowed to compliment me. It's like, you're not allowed to whistle at me or look at me. I'm like, please, yeah, why would I not want that? You whistle at me and I'm like, mm -hmm, cool. I still got it. You know, like, I don't know. It just is like a little thing. I asked my husband, we, we go for walks to do everything. And, um, like not together go separately and I asked them I'm like do people stop you on the street when you're walking like do women stop you and he's like no and he goes does that happen to you and I'm like yeah yeah every day like someone stops me to tell me something or whistle at me or like just wave and I'm like what what is that like what and then I'm like that's a natural instinct this is just a natural instinct because these people who are doing this not everybody but every time I go for a walk it happens so like what are they doing they're just instinctually calling out to me and 
it's strange and maybe we feel like we don't understand why it happens but it is just the way it is it's like emotional instinctual mating calls <laughs> picking it up men are meant to put throw out lots of different bones until they reach the one that is the right one for them but then i i think that it what happened was is that men started to become very like 10 20 years ago um they did start to become assholes like they felt like they owned the woman and that's where we were a long time ago too is a very ancient idea too that you know you own she's your property so if a man when the internet started happening women were getting messages the messages were like hey beautiful what are you doing later and she'd be like oh i'm sorry i'm not interested and then he'd be like fuck you, you bitch you weren't even that pretty when you start receiving that you're like what the fuck just happened why do you think that because you complimented me you get me and i've been having like a lot of things going on with this it's like i should be able to accept a compliment from any man and not assume he thinks that's an invitation for having sex with me yet men really started to become that they really did like not every man not all men but a lot of them when the internet came out it was just like a flood of this and even i realized that if i look at my jobs when i used to be a server if that one of the guys i worked with was into me and he told me i was then required to date him and i had no idea why and i didn't want to and i would have to like run away and i realized that like as soon as they they advanced if i gave them anything back then i had to basically yell at them in order to get them off my back and i didn't know why that was and i just think it's because they men just felt like oh no no this is the way that it works this is the way i've been taught it's inside of me that i say i like you you go thank you all right now in order to be free of me you're going to have to tell me off and then if you tell me off then i can say what a stupid crazy bitch and then so that's what you become obviously like that's not okay but last summer you're right like it flipped itself on its head it became shit it wasn't good anymore women made it go too far basically like it just that's what happened and you're like no you need to find this happy happy medium where you're you're respecting each other you respect each other's instincts what they feel what they want but you don't have to go out of your way to reject somebody or you know have an opinion if you are rejected so it's, it's, i mean i guess it's also a sensitivity problem yeah well yeah well it's our sensitivities which should be our intuitive guide as well like if we mm -hmm. know our audience, we're like, okay, well, I've got compliments. In fact, I've got a bag full of compliments. And yet um, maybe one or two can go your way. And then if they're not being received and they're not being reciprocated, then we learn to just talk about something a bit more mundane uh, uh, and move beyond the, the flattery. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes like a lot of sense. Also, I don't understand why people like at this point, like you can't understand like a brain orgasm. <laughs> like connecting to somebody of the opposite sex or i mean if you're into the same sex and they're same sex but you can like connect and you can just share your ideas it like it feels amazing it's like your brain is just exploding but it doesn't mean that you need to have sex with them because it's not going down there and so men and women can truly like work together and love each other and be friends and never have to break that sexual barrier of that energy exchange in that way because they're doing it on a mental level but for some reason i think it becomes like, oh, if you enter somebody's brain, that ultimately means you get to go into their, their loins. <laughs> it's bizarre. But 
it's like, yeah. it's like a garden, right? Uh, it's a bit like you can smell the flowers, but you don't need to pluck them out the grass. You don't need to pluck and pull them out and take them home with you because then they're, they're going to rot and they're going to fade. They're going to wilt. Yes. Yes. And it, it's like, you, what is a woman when she is just a plucked flower in a vase on somebody's mantle? She eventually dies and he goes and he plucks another one. And I mean, they say like men are cheaters naturally, which is not true. Men just will go for the most beautiful flower every time. And the only way that you can remain beautiful is if you remain rooted and grounded. And that way he can't take you. And obviously then you get into like rape and pillaging and stuff because then you're saying, no, you can't take me. I'm here. You want to love me? Come over by me every once in a while and, and look at me and we'll have a good conversation and we'll feel really good. But I need to stay here if I'm going to remain who I am. And then a man can decide whether or not he wants to make the effort every day to come visit. Mm. Or if he's mad at her, he might pluck her and that's not okay because that is like rape. And then if she does, but if she's also these women, some women are just very weak and they, they don't spend time with themselves. They only want relationships and they are, they like asked to be plucked. Like they're like, look at, please pluck me, pluck me, take me out of my garden, take me out of my roots. And then they're just like trying to maintain water and keep me alive and that I think is also like it's the other the negative side the only thing that actually works between men and women is when a woman remains rooted and a man keeps his movement going I always say like women are more natural growers who grow through pain through changes through alchemy and men are movers they're like the stars they're shooting stars they come to you and they come back to you in any even in marriage if if my husband won't let me go, then I'd have to leave him forever <laughs> because it's just the truth. I have to be free, completely, utterly free in my own roots. And then he can see me when I come back. And the people don't understand that. They think, oh, you're married now. So that means you spend every second together and you share everything on your mind. And it's like, no, that's not actually true at all. Uh, you have to, because you can't do that. You can't become like truly one with somebody in that sense. Plus it ruins sex. If you are truly one with somebody, your sex is no longer interesting because it feels better for a woman to be like completely penetrated from out of nowhere. I'm just saying like the, like in sex, you got a, a man who's like very connected to you and very like infiltrated of you. And he tries to have sex with you. It's like a, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't really, I don't really even feel you. But if you're like separated from him a little bit, like you're not sharing everything. And then he like comes after you. Then it's just like, damn like that was amazing that made me feel alive okay now i'm gonna grow more and you can go do whatever you're gonna do i don't care go do it <laughs> you don't i mean it's i think like, it's just like women coming down to themselves and not worrying about men <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a bit like when you go to a party you don't hang out with the partner which you uh, your, or your, your husband or your girlfriend or, or whatever have you you go off and you break off you do your own thing congregate over there congregate over here and then you you realize that you stood back to back and you might give a little slap or a pinch or something like that and be like yeah See you in five minutes in the toilet, and then uh, then you carry, <laughs> carry yeah, on, and then you're having a good time at the party, talking with other people that you don't see every day, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I don't want to like because I think some people will say, "Oh, if I say this, then they'll assume that this is the truth of my existence in my life." But I don't. It's, I think your your relationships they can be your best friend, but you also have to have other, I guess best friends and I do also think you need to have other sex 
exes as your best friends. Like you need to have it because I know that there are like, there's something with me and my husband, we, we're not on the same brain wavelength. Like we, um, we don't like any of the same stuff, right? But our connection was never because of that. So for me to try to like get into every, when I started to try to get into what he was doing, I found out I was very bored. <laughs> it took up all my time trying to memorize football stats like I just don't care and like uh caring about call of duty like literally don't care about any of that stuff and that's what he's into and so uh if he then tried to learn astrology like what I was into like really understand my concepts he got bored like just like it hurt him and we were both trying to do these things for each other to like stimulate our minds and it was pointless and it hurt us and we got into a lot of arguments because we're like well why why don't you care about the things that I do? And then you realize the things that you do, that's not why somebody loves you. That's not why somebody wants to be with you. It's because of the feelings you get when you're next to each other, that those are connective and those are chemical attractions. And that's what breeds sex. So if you have a friend who you can have those like mind orgasms with, <laughs> like it, it's not even like, it, it just makes you feel like, okay, now I, I am satisfied this way. Now, obviously if you can, find yourself a unicorn where you have mind and sex and it's perfect like cool but I don't think people have that and I think that they expect so much more like you're not going to find I mean your twin flame or your soulmate necessarily like that and I believe like if I met a guy that I just like got my brain stimulated by I don't think that our sex would be good because I think that that's like Uranian Mercury mercurial energy which is not sexy at all so I'm like I how would we have that and then all of a sudden we also would have good physical sex it doesn't make any sense I'm talking a lot about sex but like it's important I think it, people don't realize like if you marry somebody because their brain is on your wavelength you might not have good sex and if that's not if it's important for you to have good sex maybe you should think about that or like if you really really need somebody to just know everything you do and do everything you do I I mean then realize that you're probably your sex is going to be awful and you shouldn't fight about it and also men if they're instinctual creatures you might go look for somebody to have sex with and i'm not also not saying that it's up to a woman to keep her man around that doesn't even make logical sense at all means that a man also has to realize what he's doing why is he strained why does he want to have sex with somebody else why is his wife not enough for him anymore and is it because they're trying to connect too much on a mental way and they don't have any mental similarities. I don't know. There's so much to so much to go into. You know? Couples therapy, and I don't know if they can help with that. Only astrology can. <laughs> That's a lot to digest, but it's also very important that we we find these dynamics because they haven't we haven't had the role models to to assert these, and so because we've been looking at celebrities, and celebrities have not really provided a, a sense of they haven't been framed in the, in the, in the um, integrity in the media. So they might be very integral, brilliant role models behind closed doors when you get to know the people, but when you see them in the magazines or the movies, they haven't provided the role for us to learn from. Yeah, and uh, a lot of it's all fake, right? So you, you start looking at relationships, like people are in relationships in order to promote movies. They're paid, they're contracted, it helps them out. Uh, because if people are paying more attention to them when they're coupled up, which 
why are people paying more attention to a power couple than someone on their own? That it's so important that people find their own power couple. They are willing to get into contracted relationships in order to do so. And it is like our connection to love. Like we, we desire to look at love. We desire to feel like love. But if, if we can't see like these people, celebrities on their own, having power without another person by their side, really understanding who they are, then we're not going to grow. But I kind of feel too, though, like to change the thing, flip the script, you do need a power couple that, uh, I mean, and maybe they don't have to be married or something, but you need like a, a power couple to show that love can exist and it can exist forever in the dynamic of like a partnership when you're on the same wavelength. And that's what we need to see is like, so maybe in celebrity wise, it should be a mental connection that we're watching instead of like these physical, cause I think Brad Pitt and Angelina are like a good thing with this. They obviously had a very physical chemical connection, but we called that love. It's not love. That is sexual chemical connection. That's nurture. That's our physical bodies and life. And I think that maybe love is, is something different and we're not seeing that ever with anybody we just see oh they had this physical chemical connection or it's contracted so we have these two things they're both going to fail no matter what they are going to fail and we're going to watch it fail and then we're not going to believe in love anymore or we're going to feel like we have no good role models to show us how love is we we're going to have an opinion do we like jennifer aniston or angelina jolie maybe it's because jennifer aniston and brad pitt seemed like they had mental they're mental together and angelina and brad looked like they were physical together so you're like which one was my favorite you're like maybe you should just look at that and be like which one do you like better because that's who you should marry <laughs> that's who you should be in a relationship with if you're on team jen find somebody who hits you in your brain spot if you're on team angelina look for good sex but then remember that's what you look for and don't expect something different yeah it's tough if you want a bit of both but there you go no like, everyone wants a fucking unicorn it's like just be single then find yourself or don't get married, don't have kids, get into an open relationship and have both in two different people. It's a funny thing, that interdependence is a, is a bizarre one because obviously it's a bit like allowing, being like um, a pet detective, if you will, or like uh, and allowing the, the butterfly or the birds to land on you. But also you've got to be so loving of the self and to be able to allow them to land on you so that they're free to, to clear off in their own space as well. Yeah. Yeah, that actually goes straight with like, yeah, the flower and the butterflies. Men are butterflies. Kind of. Yeah, you guys are more butterflies. Uh, monarchs. The whole Monarch choir. butterfly. We, yeah. We, we have the whole choir encaved in, in, our, um, in our hearts, in our throne. Uh, and so, oh, that's another story for another day. But we see that on the tarot cards, right? When you get the, when you got like the, the um, queen of cups and she's got like, all of the different angelic figures all chiseled into her wooden throne because a monarch yeah. butterfly will only nest in a wooden nest. And so oh. the, the throne is like um, the north, the magnet of the heart, the north polarity yeah. of our hearts. Um, and so when we're attracting uh, a mate, uh, then we've given ourselves what we need. And so recently we're listening to the, the arc of our story, which is basically the echoes of the choir, which is everybody, the, the whole. Yeah. I don't know how that relates to what we were saying. I just went on a tangent there. But like, you know, it was like, good. Yeah, because it's like this idea, uh, 
Well, I mean, everything's interconnected and the monarch, and I always think like the grand monarch does a lot of uh, predictions about the grand monarch coming to save like the new age and like the monarch, it kind of makes you feel uh, like he would be free. Like that's kind of like a thing, like he would be free and he would come and he'd find the queen of cups, which is important because the grand monarch is this prediction for the new age and the age of Aquarius is about the water bearer, right? What is a water bearer? Who is a man holding the water cup? He's holding the Holy Grail, which is the woman. So the man and the woman coming together is like what is depicted in this queen of cups. Also what is depicted in everything. Like why would it be called the grand monarch? Like obviously the monarchy, like the, but it's not like this person's going to come from a royal family necessarily. It's more like he already is royal and he delivers the Holy Grail and he's looking for the Holy Grail, which is also then the King Arthur story and all of that. It like all intertwines to this end of the age and men and women and what they what they are and so we are here now and we're teaching about this we're sharing about this and so the funny thing is within the tarot deck a lot of the gender roles are flip reversed like um and monarchs are all of us we are all these butterflies and dragonflies if you if you want to put it that, that way because yeah. we have all got the ability as you say to be to to be alchemists and astrologers and so we yeah. know the moon's arc we know the cycles of time we know ourselves as as divine uh, and so really what we're uh, tapping into is that actually the you said the the, the masculine uh, aquarian star figure is uh, is actually got it's a woman in the in the, in the traditional tarot deck uh, sharing the waters but it's actually about it's an air card it's sharing electricity it's sharing information the masculine energy but it's got breasts it's a bloody woman yeah. in the picture yeah but again again with the full the fool is a woman by nature, uh, I'm seeing, because yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the womb, it's the circle, it's the cycle. Yeah, it actually, it's, it's interesting because if you look in like a lot of texts too, it's always, um, things are always talked about in a, in a he sense, like he is this, he is this, and um, he will be this. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. I think it's pointing towards this masculine energy which is the light energy and the love energy doesn't mean that it's not that and if you look at it because you're kind of reminding me of this if everybody does like look inside of themselves it's like their soul is this light and love and their body is this dark alchemy right if we are consistently praising our soul for things that it gives us if we're praising this area up here we're not giving any praise to our bodies and our bodies feel rejected. So modern day spirituality is all about sending the, the spirit back to the spirit. It's all about, oh, putting it out there into the world and keeping it conscious and- Love and light. Yeah, and you're like, okay, if you focus so much on that, then you forget about your body, you forget yeah. about your life and then right. it's your temple and your kingdom. That we're always like, oh, we've got to ascend, got to ascend, but we won the jackpot to have this body. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to come here and create from this, source thank you yes absolutely <laughs> this is the jackpot we've got we've got a vessel without this yes. uh, container for the for the the love and the light we would just be uh well we'd just be out of a body we'd just be like ghosts in a sense yeah uh, but like, yeah, no, uh, no, we would be <laughs> walking with ghosts <laughs> and it's, it's probably a bunch of ghosts on a bunch of different planets you know like a bunch of these spiritual properties trying to to create on these planets and they can't because the earth is in a position of power it's a position to be powerful we're very important here and um we don't think we are right now and mm -hmm. you can't at the same time say oh i care about the earth and the animals 
and everything we're doing, but it's all about love and light. Like that's so disconnected and not stable. It's going to destroy everything. But of course it's, that's all based off like the telephone game. You know what you're saying? Like you can't, you don't go back to the ancients to see what they had to say about life and your physical body and how important it was. You're just going to be building off of this other stuff that says, well, these things aren't important. And I mean, it's, it is important. Uh, so, so it's meta, when we look at the Bible stories, and if you're, in, uh, it's like um, metaphysics. When it's like appreciate Eve, it's like appreciate your body, is uh, in a sense. Uh, and so, w when we are sowing, we're always and sowing and sowing and sowing. But we're sowing seeds with these words, with the things that we're telling ourselves. And this is these bodies are so receptive; they're built out of ninety-nine point nine percent nothingness. I'm reading Joe Dispenser at the moment. Change the habit of be yourself, being yourself. And yeah. It's talking about over, we can just change our consciousness and we can overcome these illnesses when we've got this body dysmorphia where we're not happy we're a lot of fat i need to get this i need to change that i need to slap this on and it can feel great to do some of those things it can actually heighten and raise our vibration uh, and give it make us feel better about ourselves but really if we are actually cherishing our bodies and being grateful for what we have in this vessel then we're, we're taking huge leaps forward in our consciousness right there and then yeah. I mean, in the only way to be, uh, to keep stuff in stone, like people who have to meditate every single day, you're actually wasting a lot of time. I'm not trying to be a dick about that, but if you really are so disconnected, like your body is just such a evil place for you because you don't like it and you feel vile and you have to keep telling yourself, so you, you go and you meditate and you, you try to think positively every day, you're wasting time. If your body already feels it, if you already know, you don't have to wake up doing that. Like you don't have to waste your time. You could just go and be happy. And that's like what people really want. So like, it's just a quick fix. And it's not a quick fix. It's a time consuming fix. I have people that I know in spiritual communities who will literally spend five hours meditating. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Literally had to try to work with these people to get things accomplished and they can't do anything because they're too busy meditating. Like you can't work with spiritual people because they're too busy meditating. I'm sorry. You just like can't because they don't want to create things. They don't want to put something out into a physical world. And the more you meditate, the more fearful you are about creating, the more you kind of hold it back because you don't respect your body enough. You don't think that what you're going to make with your hands and your knowledge and all that is going to be worth anything. So you start losing yourself and you see actually on spiritual channels um, in like YouTube and stuff. Like sometimes people will come out and they'll show their face a lot. They'll be like, Oh, can you use my face? But then the more that they get more fearful and the more that they have to meditate and stuff, they stop showing their face. They'll start covering their face up with like, uh, you know, maybe they'll just focus on their hands or their, they'll put pictures up over their face because they start to get more and more afraid that you're going to look at their physical body and see something that they don't like and uh they, they lose more and more of themselves to this this fear and this meditating and trying to be happy when their body's not happy is it, but it's, it's, it's also beyond the body as well it's when we reveal and expose ourselves to our vulnerabilities like yeah. uh, we're like hey i'm gonna blast some truth now about sexuality i'm gonna blast some truth about astrology i'm gonna i'm gonna say something about some some troubles that I had or some something that I did wrong and I'm gonna make it public and then people were like no I don't like you anymore as I know that you've experienced uh, with like because you are, are so authentic and so real uh, with, your, with what you put out and I also feel like uh, I'm all, sometimes I put videos out and I see 
uh, the subscriber count go down more so in a week than it goes up. And so yeah. that, I think, is that actually because I put something out that I feel shame about and my vibration went down and that's the mirror of that? Or actually, is, am I just feeling that uh, not so good and so because of the, what I put out and so it's just mirroring back and so it's really hard to, to just be like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I know what, what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it can't be. It's like that influence. Uh, you got to leave your influence and you have to learn to love yourself first. And that means loving all the things that you make and you create, even if they're not 100% right or perfect. You're putting it out there, which is authentic and that's true to you, and people aren't going to like it. And if you're afraid of that, then you might actually, like you said, that, like, is it because my vibration was so low, I was losing subs? It's like, if the entire con collective consciousness, <laughs> their vibration is so low that they're willing to just cancel people. It's like cancel culture. So they're just going to attack you and leave you because they don't like what you have to say because people want to build up like soundproof walls and rooms and then you only end up preaching to the choir. But the, the truth is, is that the more you speak your mind, the more you put out things that are controversial, the more people come back to you because they see that you don't care for real. Because you can always say, I don't care. But your actions speak louder than words if you start holding it back. And so that's actually what I was doing. I was holding it back. And I've seen comments like, wow, Alyssa, you are so weak. You couldn't even handle the, the trolls. And I'm like, absolutely, 100% correct. But I could in the beginning. I did. 100% was like, oh, yeah, this is fun, actually, for me. You guys are stupid. I'm not doing anything wrong. And um, then... I, I think it was because my livelihood was on the line. Like I was making money off of it. It was my job. Uh, my husband got to quit his job so I could keep doing it. And I also had two kids. I felt like I had to protect them. And so all of these things started hitting up. And then I, I lost it because I lost all of my power to something that I felt at the time was more important. And it just wasn't. So when I left everything, I, I got back to who I was, which was... And then I started just putting out whatever I felt like after that, because I realized that was my, it was the only thing I had. Like I, I don't, if I strip away all the other things that I have and any businesses I thought I could create and any partnerships I thought I could have, like, what was I? Well, I'm authentic and powerful and I'm saying stuff that no one else is saying. And if I don't say it, no one will say it. So what does that mean about my life? Is that, my life is probably having to go into the shit. I got to go fight. And it's like, oh, I'll do it because I'm prepared now to do it. I wasn't prepared before, but now I know. Like, and people value people who do that. They do. We like people who speak their mind. We just, we, we're gravitating towards them. We also like to yell at them, but we also like them. So don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah yeah well so, are you like the i'm a cancer mc and um that was uh, really a bit like you put it out and then you're like i'm gonna run to the hills and then i'm gonna mm -hmm. peek back check if it's okay and see that if anybody's liked it how many people didn't like it and uh, how much does that make me feel like shit and yet how much <laughs> does it inspire me to come back with more of a vengeance than ever before <laughs> yeah uh, so, I so, always, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you went through like um your own metamorphosis 
like uh, obviously you had to take your time and to go into the ash to go into the memory of who you are into the ashes so that you yeah. could be reborn as this rising phoenix uh, which you are now in a blaze of glory you'd like you come back and your creative inspiration to yourself which is the most uh -huh. important thing right yeah yeah it's i mean it is like the taurus scorpio divide too and the rising from the thing but i i definitely like had to go to the depths of hell and despair and being sad and um feeling all of that stuff because it was there that I where I was sad where I held who I was and it's like you everyone kind of has like this little person inside of them and uh, we don't want to let that little person out because we we're told it's bad but that's part of that what I said in the beginning like the clearing of your sun and your moon your, your parents are going to tell you this little person inside of you is not good you have to do it this way we put a lot of rules on kids we you know don't nurture them we don't give them love we think that they need something else and so it's stupid because we don't listen to our own instincts when it comes to taking care of children so our children then or grow up and we push down our little child and that little child is wrapped in despair and depression and sadness just is you want to get to that person you have to feel feelings and it's not I mean, it's scary but it's not so scary like there's things that are scarier and we watch horror movies and stuff and people love horror movies and i think it's because then they can feel like they might have felt their feelings it gives them that same sort of chemical like reaction like oh that was a scary horror movie but it's not real you know what is real going and feeling your pain about who you used to be that was told was wrong and why is that like the simplest truth of our existence is that we just we don't want to be wrong that's like we like yeah to feel that that um the the doors slammed in their face it's a bit like when yeah. you go to school this is this is very poignant right uh school for starters but like if you get all the lockers all of them all up uh open and then you used to slam one and they all slam like dominoes that kind of feels like all of the face all of the um doors slammed in your face from all the people who rejected us um over the course of our lives right yeah yeah well it's like a it's like a thread of trauma you feel one and it just goes down and you realize like that it's your traumatic karma i guess because people will always treat you the same bad way like i know it's like sitting there sometimes like on bed and crying and then as soon as i started crying about something that someone did all of a sudden i experienced like this exact thing that someone else said and i was like what is it? like what now i'm just going down and the only way that i could stop it at that point was to just stop it and say i'm not gonna cry i'm not crying i'm not crying because then it stopped the thread because i wasn't ready to feeling it all yet you, you can't be that, ready. That's the universe um, sending us an invoice a test. Like, okay, so um, you you you're willing to face the feeling? Are you willing to stand up to this scenario? Are you willing to say, hey, I'm not going to allow that to affect me in the same way? Like this medicine for us. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you feel it as soon as as soon as you're cleared out of it, then it can't hurt you. It can't affect you anymore because you've you've gone down the entire thread, and you reach the bottom. And once you reach the bottom, you see that you're clear and that you're free. And I think it's like the, the biggest thing. And actually, the solar eclipse has me crying a lot. And I thought I was sort of through with all my crying. But I can still look back on a picture of me like five months ago. And I'm like, whoa, I was in a completely different place. Like, I've just been going through whatever the fuck. But um, last night, I just could, I couldn't stop crying all day. Like, I was literally like crying so much. And then it was at night. I just was like laying there and it was bad and I couldn't breathe out of my nose. And then I reached something and it came up 
to me and I looked at it. I was like, that's it. I stopped crying. I didn't have to tell myself to stop crying at that point. I found out what it was at the very bottom of my existence that was the root of the thread of pain. And that, that was crazy. Cause then I said it out loud. And I was like, I'm done crying. That's it. Holy shit. Because I've definitely like, it sucks when you're crying, you're trying to get down there. I've been doing it for two years and I just reached it. Like, because you do have to stop yourself from crying. You just have to be cold to yourself sometimes because you'll get stuck in there and you'll turn into a pillar of salt if you keep looking back. Right. <laughs> so you, uh, you have to stop yourself, but then you have to be willing to go back again and little triggers will come up and you have to keep going back and you keep taking the layers away. And then eventually you're, you're free because you've, you've hit the bottom and then you don't ever have to cry again in your entire life ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, congratulations for for oh, oh, thank you. I mean, that was just like yesterday. That's cool. It's, it's, yeah, well, it's like, I I know that there's always more layers, but it takes a lot of patience to be able to wade through that kind of muck. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's obviously that's healing. It's a bit like the compost, though. As you say, you found the jewel, and in that compost is where we find our most fertile soils. And so you really uh, up earthed. Your, the, the, the golden nutrients and you can really put that to use and spread it over whatever you wish can't you for work uh, whether it's um, yeah. uh, your relationships whether it's your creativity or whatever have you um you, you can do it do what you will with it yeah yeah so it's like it's a beautiful sentiment i can i'm not attached to anything or anyone anymore i'm gonna go off to the world and everybody should be able to have that because you're just your own you're your own little universe you can now actively and kindly and I mean connect other people in a good way because you're you're free to do that there's nothing holding you back anymore and everybody wants that feeling but we only get it a little bit you know like public speakers we go see like somebody telling us how to be happy for a little while like Tony Robbins and then we're, we're like high in a rush but you come back down again like a week later and it's because it's when you're alone you got to go feel that but then that is what like now you're like you can just be happy and be content and happy and that's really nice i don't know i'm just kind of on a tangent <laughs> well this this I, I like your tangents as we know everyone okay. <laughs> this far is probably a fan or appreciate <laughs> uh, but let's go back to this triangle this trinity of the um astrologer and the mm -hmm. uh alchemist and the theologian uh because I'm seeing, as I did a video yesterday about the major arcana, and I'm seeing that actually, uh, as I mentioned already, the, the alchemist is the fool, because it's every card in the, uh, in the deck, and it's, mm -hmm. it's not dragging in yesterday's stories and projecting on tomorrow, it's in the current, it's, it's present. Yeah. Uh, and um, the magician, number one, uh, the phallic number one, is, uh, is the, the new information, and so it's the light, and so the fool is the dark, and yet, the, the high priestess can be the theologian or the, yeah. or, or the, uh, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, the restrict of that. And so, because it's between the two pillars, yeah. a, a bit like um, yeah. two hemispheres of the brain. And so we're able to time travel with our knowledge and with our, our, our potential uh, creator ability, our, our, our cup, our vessel. And yet that allows us to step into being the Herio fan, which is like the Chiron healer in between the Trinity, the wholeness. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's beautiful. Thanks, and I just see that you are the, all of these things. You've accomplished your your wholeness, and so um, although there may be moments where you feel that you lose it and uh, you, you step out of it, but it's actually when you remind yourself that actually you are an accomplished being, that actually you, you've got your superpower, you've got you, 
Yeah. Well, thank you. It's like really nice. That's what I like feel. I feel like you can't even be talking about this shit if you haven't gone through it. So that's another really important thing. Gotta. And also, I get this too. Like I understand in my own life, like if my life sucks and I'm telling people how to be, then why does my way work? It doesn't work because of the way it is. But then at the same time, when I've been telling people about this stuff, I've been going through it. And so it basically I've been able to, like, I think that's a big faith part and hope. Like I have hope and I have faith that what I'm saying is true, but I haven't reaped the rewards of what that could mean for my life yet. And, um, but I do think though, like, I just wanted to like prophetize it, like say that this, I believe it. It's logical. It makes sense. I might not be correct yet, but I, I, I know this is true. So that's why I'm doing it. And I feel like there have been people who've just been following me down into the dark and like, that's amazing. Cause they also have this faith and this hope that this might be the right way to do it. And I like yeah, that a lot because it's just strong people, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, well, like attracts like in many circumstances. Yeah. And the, the only things, the ghouls or the villains are just reflections of our own inner villain as well. Um, however, like, I feel like um, we can also see, or we can feel into the, the, the finished scenario, even though we might not know what it's going to look like, or we might not entirely know how brilliant it is. We, when, when we're going through the, 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 the ebbs and the waves and the flows of time, swings and the roundabouts, we we uh, we know that the process makes sense, as you say. There's there there is wisdom beyond this. Like uh, the, we're not just all, we, we'd give it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's no point in giving up because we as you say we wouldn't yeah. want the jackpot. We've got the body. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. And you're like, okay, if you're walking through hell, keep going. Those little cliche things, but they're true. You don't stop. You don't just stop because it it hurts a little better because oh wait, you darkness is wrong. It's going to make you feel bad. But if you don't go to the very bottom, you're you're losing who you are. Like, I, I think like you're gonna, you're gonna give up and it's like, just don't give up. Your, your life is in shambles, but just don't get up. It's gonna be clear on the other side. You have to believe that because otherwise you're gonna go right back to your old life that you chose to leave in the first place. Why did you choose to leave that life in the first place? Because it was wrong and you knew it. So don't, don't think that wrong is right. Don't go back to the wrong because you think it didn't hurt as bad as this because you obviously were miserable and chose to leave. So that's maybe the saddest thing because it's like, maybe like the fool does go out on this journey, doesn't really think about anything. He's just like, I'm going to do it. And I guess I, you said the fool, I'm like, I'm very cool. Like I am so cool. It's not even funny. And um, you have to like, I guess, believe in yourself that you are going to meet the magician who's going to turn your life around, right? You get there and then, you, I mean, you don't know yet, but you just do it. But it would suck if you didn't meet the magician in the time that you felt like you could and you turn back around and then you just become, I don't know, a five of uh, wands. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, who, would I, who don't I know who is this car? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You're like five of wands people. I was thinking whenever I see a five of wands, that's my scary card. I don't like five of wands. What's your card? Uh, uh, what's your birth card? My birth card? Actually, I don't know that. You have to ask Nicole Brenny. Uh, oh, wait, no, I do. Oh, yeah, she did tell me. I'm a seven of diamonds. Cool. So what does that mean to you? I'll tell you what I think it means, and then I want to know what you think it means. Uh, it means you're the 
you're observing your own your witness you're you're seeing yourself and you're seeing others your people watcher you're able to intellectualize what it is to observe the human state <laughs> yeah no i guess that that does that the, sounds right <laughs> refined perfection of beauty uh, through the observer's eye <laughs> yeah yeah, like I said, it makes, I do feel like I'm consistently having nothing to do with my own body, and I'm always trying to get into other people's bodies. <laughs> and it's like Pisces, and like, like caring about like what everybody else is doing and how I can change that or whatever. Like, cause I, I don't care about dying. It's like a weird thing, and I feel like maybe that's like part of this fool energy that I go into. It's like I, I know that if I'm in a bad place, it's like death. So I'll just jump off a cliff if I believe that that's better than what's behind me on the cliff. I just am like that. But I, it's well, definitely the, done the, some manage, damage. <laughs> what? <laughs> damage to the floor. Uh, after the yeah. <laughs> after, yeah. Um, the, the, some people say that the, de the death card is like, uh, the, is death is the fall and vice versa as well. I've seen that said. Um, yeah, so it kind of it makes sense. It does actually. Oh, well, but isn't it like a true, like a star, which we, we all are, like the universe where the whole stars, but like a star in science's definition is already an exploded black hole because it's so far away. So it's the yeah, big, we, it's already it's, gone. It's the black screen of the, um, you know, this, what's in that movie, 2021? It's that, but it's also a gleaming portal of light as well as the black yeah. wholeness. Yeah, by the time it makes it to you, it's already been burnt out forever. I guess that's even like the idea of fame and glory and being remembered, is that mm. by the time you reach people, you could already be dead, but you're going to make an impact anyway. Yes, and, uh, you're infinite. That's what people are referring to, yeah. Because the silver screen is the silver lining that you have been. And so yeah. this is why people like, they've got their, their marks on the pavement in, in Hollywood, where you are. Yeah, exactly. I always think about the golden age of Hollywood and how I'm Marilyn. Marilyn Monroe, she's just such like, there's something she does to people still now, long after she died. And she wasn't even in the beginning of Hollywood. She wasn't in the later part of Hollywood. There's nobody, but she is Hollywood. And she came out of this golden age, like that, that it's even called the golden age. I just feel like it's very interesting. She's the brightest star in the golden age. And she'll, people will remember her forever. And they will think of Hollywood and they will think of Marilyn. It's, it's, it, she's enchanting. So this is really interesting how they um, cast these roles. Uh, and so we can go back to the tarot deck briefly. Uh, and so they, the, the tarot deck was this traditional one. It's not the most actual ancient one, judgment card, uh, but it's the justice card. Yeah. Justice. Uh, uh, but, like his, um, but, but it was actually painted by Pamela Colden Smith, who lived in a triangle, uh, a, like a, a magic triangle in Ireland with... Alistair Crowley and someone else. Uh, and she lived with the black cat, which is painted in here, which is the um, Schrodinger's cat, lived with her, uh, the cat, which she painted in many of the cards. But however, uh, it was Crowley who was within that triangle who went off and made Hollywood, uh, which is like the Hollywood, which is like this um, trick of the movie, the media tricks, the theatrical theater tricks, that we have all of these major arcana cards played through every story. Uh, and so it's very interesting because um, a television, which tells lies to our vision, or uh, a movie, is just like the whole reel of um, our reality going around again in every single different depiction of every single movie. But yet yeah. our, our body 
as we mentioned earlier, is made out of these zodiacs, made out of these atoms, uh, which is just like spinning zodiacs, two trillions of them. And so we have all these different movies playing through all of our cells, whether they're different stories that we were told as children or different stories that we watched through the TV. And so it's our ability to reprogram this consciousness rather than drag in yesterday's stories. The fool doesn't be dragging in anything from the last moment. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's regaining our power and knowing that actually we are cellular membrane. And, uh, and so this, this is the most, like I, I had like, this is the Virgo archetype, which is something which I would, would least be able to um, tap into. I was like, Virgo, health, psh, body dysmorphia kind of scenario. Yeah. Uh, time, psh, I don't know how to, to, to cut that up and divide that up as well. But so anyway, going back to Virgo, recently I've been learning so much about obviously that, that it's the, the Mother Mary and she's, um, she is uh, irresistible to God. The Mary Magdalene yeah. is irresistible. Yeah. And our bodies are irresistible to our thoughts and our emotions that we propagate with it. So they're not good enough to lack all of the bullshit, all of the cravings, all of this, whatever have you. And so when we're watching the movies and associating with Jim Carrey or whatever, uh, or this widow or that scenario, then that's what we're dragging, like a dragon's tail. It's our story now. Uh, and so we've become these villains, we've become these lunatics, we've become these... Uh, not clear, transparent cellular beings, because we're so sensitive, we are like a butterfly's wings, and we lose our wings just as easily as we can slam our fingers in the door or the cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like really beautiful. That was like all the connections that I like to make all the time. So I'm like super into that. That's amazing. That's exactly. Well, we've got a really good uh, connection in our in our yeah. in our secondary progression chart. Not just in the uh, astrology, but obviously in this video. And uh, I feel like uh, it would be cool to continue to collaborate uh, at some future instance. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I wanted to to get your opinion on how how would you describe how I uh, tracked you down for this uh, uh, this uh, interview? How would you describe <laughs> my um, persistence? You were very persistent. It was really it was really nice. I actually. Because you were you were very persistent when I wasn't doing anything, and I just like was like I can't can't do anything right now. I don't have time for this. Like my life is a train wreck, and um, and then it was one day like you wrote me again, and I was just like, yeah, let's do an interview. It just felt right. I was like, this is this is good. I can do that. You wore me down. <laughs> well, like, I, was, I was a bit concerned that I was bugging you, and I was just like, oh, I don't I don't want to pester. I don't want to annoy you. Because I know that obviously you may be going through sensitivities or you may just be not interested or whatever have you. Uh, and so I really appreciate you taking the time to do oh, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it was like, it's been really fun. And I know I you've got saying, to get off. I mean, have, have you still yeah. got like 15 minutes? Or? Yeah, I have a, well, I have to go on the live and I have to go get coffee and more water before, because I have to also be out here. I have to check the phone, it's pretty hot. Um, but yeah, I was actually just going to look and I'm like, well, you got that. You had the Mars conjunct Jupiter. In oh, yeah, house, yeah. I'd love so. your opinion on my chart for, for, for a moment. And I'll give you my opinion, yeah, yeah. opinion on yours. That'd be great. Okay, yeah. I was just going to, like, yeah, look at that. Um, I, what, I, what I feel like when I look at this is, like, you're the most persistent. Obviously, you're going to use that word. But um, you're, you're, like, a, you have all this yin energy, right? You have all this like super feminine, but you use it in a very masculine way. And because you use it in a masculine way, you are meant to be something more than you are right now. Because you're, you're supposed to show people how to do that. 
in a, in a weird way you are, it's like you're, you're divine feminine in a masculine body. And that I feel like is a, is this power that you have because there's nobody really out there like you who also has the knowledge of the things that you do. And so how do you, how do you build up a man who is like you? Because these kind of men like you who are more sensitive and more um, feminine, you, you have a feeling that maybe, maybe you should just go be female or like to reach into your feminine side more or to be desired instead of penetrative, but you're still penetrative and you're still desiring. And that gives you all of the masculine power because I really believe your physical power does stem from like your DNA and like what you're born as. And so if you are male, you should always penetrate no matter what you look like or what you do, because that gives you power. Uh, and so that's what I like. I look and I just feel like you have a very powerful chart in this in this way that you can take all of these things and even like you know the things that I am looking into and everything I'm looking into is divine feminine you totally understand it all and you can give it out in a very masculine way and have and you're also not have no judgment in you. even though you've got all that Libra you should be the best judgmental person in the world but you don't judge and I like that too so anyway that, that's like my my major first thing that I see about you thank you blushing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it's very lovely of you to say so. Like, I, I mean, like I do try um, to try to judge, but then I always give benefit of the doubt. You know, like if I feel like someone's going to change, like uh, like you can change, you can change, you dirty little <laughs> scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I I like to be able to see that people can change, and then if you give people the ability to to, to change in your template, in your perception of them, then you're allowing them the lucidity and the uh, to be able to and the malleability to be able to make the shift within themselves yeah so one day they might just show up different <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's actually interesting because I feel like in your way you're much uh, kinder with your information than I am and I think that is what has to be done and why your chart works really well with this is because you you have to penetrate with this information that people don't want to hear and because of that you have to go in nicely and kindly because you can't force it on somebody who's not wanting it and uh, for me because I feel like I have to put myself in a position of um, being desired that I can say whatever I want to say um, but you're going to seek me out for it and so that's like the difference it's like because uh, and I think a woman can learn her power that way you can be a complete horrible human if you want to be but just make sure that people are desiring you and you're not forcing it on people because <laughs> once a woman forces her her power onto people, then that's when she gets called all these bad names. And it's like, who cares? If you sought me out and you're calling me a bad name, that's on you. But if I'm seeking you out and you call me something, then it's on me. <laughs> well, yeah, very true. But this is the reason why the roses have got thorns, right? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you're, 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 you're not just the, well, basically, um, we can see the long wave and the short wave if we're talking about uh, metaphysics again uh, and zodiacs uh, in a very um, kind of, uh, metaphysical manner and so the long waves is what we learn through our, our old stories the old records uh, and through the akash we play out for our self node all this stuff and we might have to play them again and again until we really get the the, the opportunity to stand up and so um basically the rosemary and thyme thyme is a herb which is aromatic and so yeah. All, all of our dirty stories all of our dirty linen get aired out through the longevity and the wholeness of time and so uh, Mary, she's a, a rose stood up in time. She's arisen. She arose like yeah. a, like in the movie The Santa Claus. 
arose from a clatter. She heard the noise yeah. and it was coming for a long, long time. And so she woke up and she started to, to, to say, no, I'm going to fucking stand for myself and I'm going to show the way by being, leading with that love. Yeah, Perfect. actually it's fun. There's a, there's a song by Interpol called Evil. And he goes, Rosemary, heaven restores you to life. And that like, that line is like always connected to me because it is that. And also like, I was looking this up because Rosemary, it means like in the used to mean in the ancient times love and fidelity you give put rosemary for love and for fidelity and then time was courage and happiness and you think about rosemary and time and like it does take courage to go through time too and at the same time the rosemary the rose the idea of the rose and mary is that she was full of so much love she's aphrodite i mean that's mm. why her name is mary and i mean and so, so, so a pentagram is a rose with um, straight lines, right? So this is what a Venus yeah. picks over the eight years. It's actually a rose with petals uh, through the retrogrades. It's all curvaceous and lovely and, uh, and enchanting. But uh, if we see it as a pentagram, that's what, again, what the, um, what the, 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 the ride of weight has made it become. So it's made the masculine, it's depicted and made to be that way so we can get all, all our stories twisted and we can get all lost. Yes, exactly. Um, so um, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know oh. you've got to go, but I want to give you a quick analysis on what I see in your chart. And that is, okay. first thing that jumps out to me is that you have the Chiron oppose uh, Uranus. And so you are uh, the medicine for uh, the community that needs so healing. And you're able to really bring forward uh, the, the discomfort and unease in yourself to really bring forth the discomfort and unease in other people, which is actually the healing journey. You're provoking and you're jump-starting like, um, you know, like when people have to have their heart re-kick-started and you get the electric things. You're giving them a jolt into their healing journey, into, into this international philosophic community because you've got your Uranus in um, the 10th house of Sagittarius. And so that's very nice. And also you've got the moon uh, opposed your Saturn. Oh, I shouldn't, you didn't say any of my placements. I'm just shitting all over your privacy now. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, I like that. But like, so you're able to be nurtured as you uh, take this strong stance of perverting boundaries in a sense, but in a way which is incredibly expansive and like you are this theologian, you are this authority on this wisdom because you bring it with such grace in a very central and uh, people are receptive to that energy because we feel at home from you. You've made me feel at home as I uh, embrace myself as an astrologer and my own journey through the kind of um, great teachings. And so again, I love the androgynousness because uh, we're finished on this aspect. Uh, you've got the lovely um, Venus uh, and Mars in the seventh, uh, but in Virgo. Uh, and so I actually use in whole house signs. So again, I might be shitting on your, on your template. Uh, but <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 A few whole housers. Us whole houses, the, the same way, if you use the Lords, it just tells the same story. Uh, it does, it does. <laughs> uh, but like, so you, again, you're able to, to use the masculine and the feminine with regards to your observation of this body of work, of the, of the human body. And so basically you're able to see yourself through, through masculine uh, roles, through feminine roles. And that is where you get the beauty of yourself in everybody. That's like really nice. Thank you. That was like, that was actually, that was the perfect information you could give me right now at this moment. Well, so thank you for that. That was like, exchange. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was.
It's really nice. It's also been very, very nice to talk to you. And um, I do, I realize I'm like, I really should go. Otherwise people will be mad at me, but I am. Um, I enjoyed this a lot. It was really fun. And maybe one day when I'm out of this little more of a situation, we can collab. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, I'll end the video. Thank you very much for watching, lovely people. This has been an absolute pleasure to share uh, a space with such a, a, a dynamic hero. And so if you are unfamiliar with Alyssa, which I doubt very much, you can obviously get links to uh, her channel below and check out her website, which I'll link below. Check out the podcast, which is brilliant audio listening, uh, which is out every Monday on Spotify and loads of other places as well. But also check you out on uh, Instagram. I'll put all the links in the description box. But thank you for watching. Thank you. Well, that was an absolute dream come true. Thank you for opening up and allowing that space for me to connect with you, Alyssa. And thank you each for listening, eh? What an absolute authentic joy especially talking about the masculinity and the femininity within each and every single one of us. So much wisdom to be attained. And really, dreams are to be lived. That was a dream come true, as I had mentioned. And So if you've got aspirations or excitements or that you would like to achieve a certain goal, know that you can attain and experience all that which you are working towards. Your due diligence will pay off throughout the longevity of time. You can check out Alyssa's rebranded YouTube channel, The Divine Venus, as well as catch her on Instagram at The Divine Venus. And as I mentioned, her podcast, Embracing Glory. Thank you for being here Thank you for checking out all the other episodes if you're new to the podcast. As well as checking out my YouTube channel, Philip Daniel Miles on YouTube, where I have new moon and full moon reports, as well as regular horoscopes for each of the 12 signs and tarot readings for all. I also do masterclasses on all kinds of astrological teachings and techniques. And many, many more interviews with fellow astrologers on a playlist on my channel too. If you would like a personal one-on-one consultation with me, where I can walk you through the natal chart that reflects all of your greatest moments, as well as all of the potential for you to create and dissolve the experiences that may be a bit more hard, maybe a little bit more grueling and tough, then I'm here to support you and to reflect the potential that lays in our natal chart. Send me an email, unityaroundthecorner at hotmail.com. It's my honour and privilege to empower you to this information that was cast at the moment you took your first breath, as well as to give you the knowledge to continue following the cycles in the current sky with every lunar experience that we have, new moon or full moon. (laughs) 
as well as all of these exciting transits. We've got Saturn moving into Aquarius this month. It hasn't been there for 30 years. So this is giving us support and structure to a whole new area of our lives, as well as coming into the completion of wherever Capricorn falls for you. That's where Saturn's been the past three years. Anyway, I can talk about astrology until the next day and then some. So I'm going to leave you for now with complete and utter gratitude and intending that you continue to love you. Thank you for being present. You are a star. Until next week, take care.